Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse, but I offered at a satsang a free meditation program and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions. While he gave me the teachings I share here, most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishpapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejase Muktanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kayaika Dehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Eta Bejagatameva Samsara Nava Setave Prabhave Saiva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self, your own being, your own isness, Shiva. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha. He gave his life to God. Today is the anniversary of the day my Baba was born. Well, tomorrow is, but we're celebrating it today. I am so grateful that he was born in a timeline that matched mine. I'd already read and heard about so many great beings who lived hundreds or thousands of years ago, Jesus, Krishna, Buddha, Lao Tzu, Dogen, and Rumi. But Baba took birth into this world in my time frame, and he dedicated his life to the spiritual quest. He gave us the greatest gift of all. He not only ascended to the heights, he took me and many more with him 
giving us the greatest gift, the mystical knowing of the self. He gave me that gift, without which I would have nothing to offer you. And he gave that gift to us and to many others. Yet, just as I repeat again, that I would have nothing to give without Muktananda, he always said it was about his Baba, Bhagavan Nityananda. You cannot talk about Muktananda without including Nityananda. Without Nityananda, Muktananda would have been just another seeker, a dedicated one, certainly. After 25 years of full-time yoga practices and studies, he was very knowledgeable, as well as radiant. But he knew that he didn't know. He had devotees. He had benefactors those who would fund whatever program or charitable venture he wanted to do. Many people loved and followed him, yet he knew he was incomplete. He was still a seeker, looking for something he couldn't find. Nityananda turned him into a finder, no longer merely a seeker, but a finder, one who has found what he sought, then the seeking is finished. Then my Baba lived in, as he described, the fully blossomed God consciousness that lies hidden in all human beings, the experience of identity with God, and in the attainment of your own inner joy. He got it all from Nityananda. And Nityananda was in such a state that he had it to give. Such is our lineage, our mystical lineage. And it's Baba who brought it to us here in the West. After his third world tour, I was fortunate to return to his home in Ganeshpuri, India with him. We filled a jumbo jet flying home with Baba. As we chanted the Guru Gita in the morning, five miles up in the air, he walked around the plain, seeing everyone and chanting with us. When we returned to the town, a few days later, the whole town turned out for a big welcome celebration. Baba brought gifts from America. I got to sit on the stage with him and 30 or 40 other people, and one American guy a weightlifter turned meditator, stood with his muscles bulging in a skimpy t-shirt and swim trunks. He looked like Hanuman. <laughs> there were fireworks. Technically, they were firecrackers. Speeches and lots of cheering. Everyone was thrilled. And then we buckled in. We began to do sadhana in earnest. While we had been doing the Guru Gita and other chants every day in Baba's ashrams in the USA, which continued in Ganeshpuri, there were no distractions. We brought several hundred people with us, but we didn't have new arrivals every day. It was just us. And we got into the rhythms of the meditations and the chants and the seva and the meditations, and the chants, and the seva, 
and the meditations and the chants and the seva, there were no distractions, no cell phones, no televisions. This was the 1980s, no internet, no public phone. I went monthly into the nearest city, a two-hour bus and train ride, so that I could phone my family back in the USA, two hours into the city, then a one-hour wait at the phone office for a phone line. Then I was allowed three minutes, and then two hours back to the ashram. Well, all right, I confess. I stopped at a five-star hotel and had croissants and coffee. (laughs) And back to the ashram. You know, maybe that's why I had no problem with our recent pandemic lockdown. I had lived that way in Ganesh Puri for years. In such a focused and dedicated environment, you can't hide from yourself. And duh, if you're seeking to know your own self, why would you want to hide from yourself? The point is to dive inside. Yet it's good to remember that Baba did it first. Well, he wasn't the first. Nityananda did it before him. And back through the generations, we inherit this tradition from the successes. They did the inner work and became established in the bliss and knowing of the self. Then they shared what they attained. You're doing what they did. This is the most significant thing you can do with your life, to uncover your inherent divinity, to allow the light of your own being to shine through in its fullness and purity. We follow in the footsteps of spiritual giants. Well, no, we're not trudging along behind them. That's a bad metaphor. We are riding on their shoulders. From your perch, how far can you see now? When you're looking inward, their deep practices make you able to see farther in because they pour all of their deep practices into you. Through the mantra, through Shaktipat, through their love and blessings, through their continuous flow of grace, the revelatory power of God. Baba brought all of that to us when he came to the West. Baba was not the first to bring yoga's teachings. That was Vivekananda in 1893. Baba was not the first self-realized being to come to America. That was Swami Ramatirtha in the early 1900s. Baba was not the first Western guru to be on television. That was Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. But Baba was the first Shaktipat guru to come to the West. Why did he come? Because Nityananda told him to. So while I say thank you, Baba, I have to thank Nityananda. Not only did Nityananda make Baba who he was, Nityananda sent Baba to me. I can best describe it, of course, only in Baba's words. In Play of Consciousness, Baba says, Nityananda is everything to Muktananda. His supreme father, his deity, his ecstasy, his meditation, and his samadhi 
are solely Nityananda, beloved Nityananda. Again, Nityananda is everything to Muktananda, his supreme father, his deity, his ecstasy, his meditation, and his samadhi, deep inner absorption, are solely Nityananda, beloved Nityananda. Baba means father. Muktananda called Nityananda Baba. I call Muktananda Baba. I remember one Sanskrit professor who was totally incensed by me referring to my guru as Baba. He said quite insultingly, Baba means father. My reply is a resounding yes. <laughs> my Baba is my father and mother. His love and his grace reached into deep nooks and crannies inside where I needed mothering and fathering. I needed to be remothered and refathered. And my Baba did that for me. In my years with Baba, he stripped me of all the programming I'd gotten and built me back up again. My whole life and being is based in mantra and founded on grace. When my mind looks for what I learned as a child, I find only Baba. When I look inside for the room that I lived in when I grew up, I find my room in Baba's Ganeshpuri ashram. When I try to think of things I used to like to do when I was a child, I find only chanting. And when I think of the things that were hard for me, Baba's face is behind it all like a puppeteer. Yes, I understand what Baba means in his beautiful description, where he's speaking of himself in the third person. Nityananda is everything to Muktananda, his supreme father, his deity, his ecstasy, his meditation and his samadhi are solely Nityananda, beloved Nityananda. Yes, my guru is my God. My ecstasy and my meditation, my samadhi, my inner absorption is Baba, both when my eyes are closed, absorbed in the one divine reality who is Baba, and when my eyes are open, being and seeing Shiva, the one divine reality everywhere, who is everyone, there's only Baba. What is left but gratitude? There's nothing but grace and gratitude. But then, even the gratitude melts away dissolved in grace. Grace melts away the dotted lines I try to install between Baba and me, as though there are two of us. There is only one. There was ever only one, for there is only one divine reality. O Shiva, who is you? 
You are that, as the Upanishad says, tatvamasi. So I play at being Muktananda's disciple. I say, happy birthday, Baba. But the Baba I knew wasn't limited to his body or mind. It is his cosmic form that I see when I look within. The one who was being Muktananda is being me and being you. Yet that one was born on this day over a hundred years ago. And I am so grateful. For without Baba, <laughs> I wouldn't be me. <laughs> Baba dedicated his life to God even before he began living his own life. He turned away from family and the wealth they offered, essentially saying, I don't see all that stuff making you happy. So why would I want to do all the stuff that you've already proven doesn't work? He began his quest for God at the age of 15 and never gave up. I wasn't so focused. I gave decades to the worldly quest before I proved to myself that it wouldn't give me what I wanted. I brought a lot of baggage with me when I began spiritual practices in earnest and a lot of unfinished business that pulled me away just like my trip into the city every month in order to make a phone call. There were hundreds of people with Baba who didn't make that trip. They stayed in place, digging deep. But I was pulled in multiple directions. Yet Baba was always reassuring. He said, don't abandon the world and your near and dear ones. Beloved people, stay home with your husband, your wives, your children. Be friendly with your crafts, skills, and talents. Call on God with love. Meditate on him with love. And he will reveal himself within you. Fill your life with God. Fill your mind with mantra. Fill your heart with the guru. And your life will be full of joy, overflowing with love. Even when things are hard, you will be filled from the inside. It's only when you turn your attention to the world, wanting it to fill you, that life is crippled. It has no savor, no delight. It's like filling a swimming pool with sand and then wondering why you can't swim. Live in the flow of grace. It's the only way to live. Baba promises cool streams of peace and the nectar of love will begin to flow in you from the Sahasrar and you will feel that you yourself are the incarnation of ecstasy. Not only this, but your body will become transformed. How can he make such promises? Because he reaped the fruit himself he knew it worked. He went to Nityananda, who unleashed the power of consciousness within through Shaktipat. Then Baba did his part. He meditated every day. He contemplated his inner experiences. He remembered his guru and repeated mantra while doing his daily activities. And then the next day, he did it again. 
How long should it take? You get enlightened in a millisecond. And if that didn't happen just now, <laughs> you're, still, you're still in preparation. Everything else is preparation. So if you're not enlightened yet, you're still preparing for that moment. Baba prepared for 34 years. But his grace was so powerful that it took me less time than it took him. The power of the lineage. It's like a magnifying glass concentrates the sunlight to burn a hole in a piece of paper. Each master in the lineage concentrates the grace. So it's like we have a whole line of magnifying glasses lined up with concentrated grace pouring through. That's called guru juice. It's like a window has a pane of glass. So the light will shine through. If you had a window that was filled with a panel of wood, could you call it a window? It couldn't perform its function to shine the light in. The guru is like the window pane. That's what the guru does, shines the light in. Now, every metaphor is a little imperfect, but this one is almost perfect. For if we talk about a window in a room, the glass lets the sun shine into the room, and the sunlight shining in eradicates the dark, while the window pane is the guru, and the light of consciousness is the light streaming in. That's what happens when you chant with the guru. Listen to the guru. Even when you think of the guru, light streams into your mind. This room in this metaphor is your mind, confined only so wide and so long with the ceiling that keeps you from seeing the sky. And your mind holds a lot of darkness. So it's like you sit in the dark, in your room, counting and keeping track of all the limiting thoughts, memories, and fears. You keep an inventory. But since it's dark, you can't write anything down. So you just keep it all in your mind, and you keep reviewing it over and over and over so you know what you've got. All your pains and sorrows. And the guru shines light in there. Light banishes dark. And the light of consciousness fills your mind. You cannot remember your inventory list. You even forgot that you were keeping one. The light was the only thing you ever really wanted. And best of all, it's the light of consciousness. It's not the guru's light that is filling you. It is your own light. It is your own being that is shining through. Finally, this is what the guru makes available. Like a pane of glass, the guru shines the light of your own self through you, in you, for you. And your mind is uplifted. Your own self doesn't need to be uplifted. For your own self is already self. Already consciousness itself, already Shiva. Your own self is your inherent divinity, your own godness. It's only your mind that needs to be uplifted. So whenever you're counting your sorrows, inventorying your pains and fears, 
telling yourself the stories of all your miseries, think of the guru. Shine light in. Or repeat mantra, invoking the blessings that come from the whole lineage. Or better yet, do both. (laughs) Think of the guru repeating mantra to you. Om Namah Shivaya. 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 Baba said it this way. If we had right understanding, we could experience God right away. If the sun is out and we go outside, we see it immediately. How much time does it take to see the sun when it is shining in the sky? In the same way, the light of God is shining within us all the time. How long should it take to perceive that light which shines every moment in your own being? This is why the scriptures say that we meditate not to attain God, but to perceive the God who is already within. This is why Baba was born, to experience his own self. This is why Baba went to Nityananda, to know his own self. This is why Baba came to the West, to give me my own self along with thousands of others. And this is why we celebrate his birthday. Think about it. If he had stayed with his parents, inherited the lands and money, raised a family, would we be celebrating his birthday? We wouldn't even know his name. We celebrate Baba's life because of what he gave to us. He gave me Shaktipat which made me able to serve you in the same way. He brought these profound teachings and practices to us. He gave us access to the divine within to fulfill the purpose of life itself and to enrich your life, as Baba said. This yoga is not meant only for liberation. It also gives worldly happiness and fulfills your inner desires. Kundalini is the wish-fulfilling tree. She will bring you whatever you want in this world. Happy birthday, Baba. And today is both the lunar anniversary and the solar anniversary of his birthday. So it's a double birthday celebration. Happy birthday, Baba. Happy birthday, Baba. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Baba. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namah.